everybody. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's new episode of Roundabout Sports, presented by Interstate 70 Sports Media, where our passion is our profession. It is a beautiful yet hot Wednesday night, June 28th, 2023. I am the maestro Jeremy Carp, alongside the birthday girl herself, our lovely and amazing Babs. Hi, guys. How are you? Uh, happy birthday, Babs. You don't, uh, how, you. How's, how you feeling? How's your birthday been? Uh, it's been kind of okay. I worked most of the day, but now I'm home and enjoying time off and being home with my family. So that's always a good thing. Well, good. And I also get to awesome. spend time with you guys too. So oh, it makes for a I'm good day. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I know it's going to be great because, Later on, in fact, in just about 15 or so minutes, we're going to have a longtime professional wrestler and impact superstar Wildcat Chris Harris on. And And you are going to be, I was going to say, this might be your first one-on-one interview. Um, So I'm going to, I was going to say, I'm going to be giving you the reins for the majority of it. I'll be, I'll be in the back enjoying, enjoying the show. Um, but until then, folks, be sure to like, subscribe, comment, share. You can find us all over social media. Um, and, of course, also, uh, as always, um, if you have a question for us, be feel free to submit it. Um, but, yes, we're on Facebook, Twitter, our official YouTube channel. Um, so the first piece of news I do want to kick us off with is the news that was reported just yesterday um, by James Larson. And it actually is interesting. It's in regards to the XFL, and it's in the fact that the XFL championship game in 2024 could very well be hosted in St. Louis at the Dome at America Center. What are your thoughts on that one, Babs? She, I can't tell. She might be frozen. Bear with me on that one. So while she is working to get back in, I will say, so yes, it is developing story. James Larson, uh, who covers the USFL and the XFL, uh, reported that the Dome's officially locked in for six different dates for the XFL for the 2024 season. And it looks as if that the uh, championship game will be hosted in St. Louis, which is a big thing considering the fact that St. Louis had the highest attendance this year when it came to um, average attendance for home games. Um, Now, this year's game between the Renegades and the Defenders was hosted in San Antonio. But nevertheless... It is exciting to see how things will develop further and if it'll come back to St. Louis this year. So, and I know it would be, I mean, we've been working on trying to boost the attendance for the Battle Dome. And I think having 60,000 plus fans there for the sake of the amazing fans and for the big arguably one of the biggest uh football championship games 
obviously not on the level of the Super Bowl, but nevertheless. So, next up, I do have um, some interesting wrestling news. Um, so, as we're and folks, for those just tuning in, we are waiting on Babs's return to the show. Um, she is dealing with some technical difficulties by the looks of it. Um, and so, but it is her special birthday, and she will be taking the reins with Wildcat Chris Harris tonight. Um, but I wanted to talk about so wrestling Hall of Famer Sergeant Slaughter has been in the news lately because there is a female wrestler in WWE named Lacey Evans, who has used a lot of aspects of his gimmick and his finishing moves. And so there's a lot of controversy surrounding that. Um, And quite honestly, I mean, for the longest time, you know, even Sarge Slaughter's daughter spoke out on the issue, but he had kept silent. But here we go. This is the quote directly during an interview with Bill Apter. Um, from Sergeant Slaughter himself on um, Lacey Evans using the aspects of his gimmick and his finishing Cobra Clutch move. Quote, I don't watch WWE as much as I did. I watch Raw because SmackDown has Lacey on it. It doesn't upset me because I know she can't put a Cobra Clutch on like I do, but it's just the thought that she's using a move without um, any type of... Maybe at least I would think the writers or anybody. There she is. Welcome back. Oh my gosh. Literally at seven o'clock it crashed. <laughs> ah, well, I am well, so sorry. Oh my gosh. So Talk we were about panic. So we were just okay. talking. All right. So we were just talking about the fact that Sergeant Slaughter has spoken out on the usage of 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 that Lacey Evans uses his uh moves and everything and i saw so, he made a comment but i didn't get to read it what did he say well basically he said and i'm going to repeat the quote for those that are just tuning in and bab since she just came back um i don't watch wwe as much as i did i watch raw because smackdown has lacy on it it doesn't upset me because i know she can't put a cobra clutch on like i do but it's the thought that she's using a move without at least i would think the writers or somebody would call me up and say you mind if we use it or maybe call it something else because uh, DiBiase brought it in when I was gone with G.I. Joe and he used it as the Million Dollar Dream. She could have maybe come up with another name, but just to call it the Cobra Clutch, I had to end up using the Camel Clutch when I came back. And uh, I asked the late Iron Sheik back then, um, I said, is it okay if I use your move? That's the way the business was. You respect your town and the people that you worked with. Um, and the thing of it is, you know, this is so the thing. So is he upset about it or is he kind of okay? Because I, I kind of got both emotions there. I think I got, oh, in my, well, I do want to say hello to my amazing girlfriend who is tuning in this evening on this special birthday bash edition of roundabout sports. Um, and I, I think it's a little bit, it's, it's a little bit of the fact that they didn't reach out to him about it, but the thing of it is people had used the moves before he even did. And I think that's the issue I have with all of this. That's true. You, you know, every move starts somewhere. Um, so, 
that that's kind of where he stands on the issue. Where do you stand on the issue of him or of Lacey Evans using, I guess you could say the uh, Sergeant Slaughter's move set and his gimmick style? Well, I mean, I kind of agree with you. It's it's kind of always been done before, and you can't really get mad that everybody uses the same, you know, step moves, really, because there's only so much out there to use anyways. Well, and, and exactly. And I, I think it's so much more, it's not so much even the fact that she's using them as, as much as the fact that how she went about using them. I think it's the principle of the matter. You know, no, you know, he mentioned in the interview how he asked the Iron Sheik to use his camel clutch uh, move, whereas nobody asked Sergeant Slaughter, you know, it's just a respect thing. But there's one thing I've learned in professional wrestling and being in the industry is that respect goes a long way and it, it's double sided. Yes. Very much so. Um, and if it's not reciprocated, then there's a big problem and it's not going to work. So. Um, now I know there's some things you wanted to talk about. Go ahead. What was the, what was the breaking news that you, uh, led off with? Because I didn't get to that point. I, well, I didn't hear what you I was mentioning about. about the fact that the battle Hawks, or I guess you could say the city of St. Louis will most likely be hosting the XFL championship game in 2024. And it got a lot of national headlines, a lot of big time attention, you know, especially given the lack of faith the NFL has in the city of St. Louis, but given how much faith the XFL has given the city of St. Louis when it comes to having a professional football team. Um, right. And my dad wishing you a happy birthday as well. So thank you. Thank birthday you wishes so keep much. on coming. So yeah. I, what are your thoughts on the potential for the battle Hawks hosting the XFL championship game here? Well, I kind of see of it this way. If they can do pretty good with a championship game like that, fan-wise, maybe that would open the door to like maybe a WrestleMania down the line because Nashville's getting a WrestleMania now. And the new stadium, I think they said holds like 87,000 people right. in Nashville. So I, I think maybe if, if there's a huge showing for it, I think that it could possibly open doors to bigger events like that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I do think that, um, you know, it, it's just an opportunity waiting to happen. Um, and so I so you see it on the Facebook page, although you don't see it here. But Jessica did leave a, uh, I believe, a big happy like Patrick Star hugging emoji um for you so okay thank you so yeah like i said the birthday wishes are coming in and we are just a few minutes away from wildcat chris harris joining the show yep see she she said hell yeah she did <laughs> um <laughs> telling you babs you're you're the life of the party today i'm telling you so it and it's a wonderful sight to see um so I'm going to turn it over to you, actually, while you, uh, oh, there you go. There's the wish. Thank you, Jessica. That's so very see, sweet of you. Thank you. See, everybody's out there wishing you a very special birthday. Now, I want to ask you with, 
Um, I want to pass it over to you because I know there's some stuff that we talked about before the show that you wanted to bring up before Chris came on. So if you want to delve into some of that, you, you absolutely can go right ahead. Well, let me piggyback off of what I was talking about earlier. It was actually confirmed this week that Nashville will be hosting the WrestleMania in 2027. Um, I guess the Titans are getting a new stadium, and I guess that's going to be one of their first big events at their new stadium. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. And it's also a hop, skip, and a jump from St. Louis. So it's like four or five hours so that maybe that could possibly be something that can be done. And it's also awesome to have it kind of in a central area of the United States where everybody can just doesn't have to go very far. You know what I mean? So it's, it's really well, that's nice what I'm saying. See. Yeah, I like that because I feel like a lot of times the show or like WrestleMania and a lot of other big shows are on the coastlines or in the south, you know, like in Miami or in Orlando, you know. Um, I think but, the last time that it was in a central area like that was Detroit, and I think that was WrestleMania 23. That was WrestleMania 23, yeah. Yes. And, so it's been a while. It's been a while since they've had a quote-unquote landlocked WrestleMania, so to speak. So. And, and that's something, and I get it. They want the big, I guess, the sceneries. They want the large crowds. But at the same time, I mean, think of all the large cities that are in the Midwest that, you know, you can, you got Minneapolis, you know, the St. Paul area, Minneapolis, St. Paul, you got Detroit, Chicago, you know, Kansas City, St. Louis, Nashville, um, Indianapolis, you know, and, you and I mean, I know that right there is a big conglomerate. Hell, I, it'd be pretty interesting to see a WrestleMania in Denver in the future, Denver's one of the, oh, yeah, not the sure. fastest growing city in the in the country, at least as far as major cities are concerned. So, uh, you know, that's something I'm personally um, looking forward to. Um, so, right now we are in the top. As this, like I said, it's actually it's all it's June twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. Currently, the score of the Cardinal game is 4-3 to three against the Houston Astros in the top of the second. What are your thoughts on just some of the past few games, you know, from the London series to even before that, with the Cardinals' performances? Well, I – well, let's first of all, let's backtrack to Saturday and Adam Wainwright and his and his start. Um, he did – he didn't do very well, but it's all, it's also, well, no, it was bad. It was a terrible start. Yeah, it was a terrible start. And, and so I know this is probably for another show and another day, but fans actually ran off Wainwright off of social media after that game on Saturday. And yeah. he, um, He's commented saying that he feels like most people forget about what he's done for the city and stuff like that. And it's just really kind of sad to see. Well, I don't call them fans. I'll call them uh, people from Twitter that um, feel the need to belittle Wayno because of that. And it's like I said, they could have scored runs just as well as Wayno pitching a gym that night or that day. So it was just like, I. You know, I this feel is the thing. Like, oh, go ahead. No, go go ahead. 
Well, no, I just wanted to quickly say, you know, Wainwright has not had a good season, and we all know that. But the thing of it is he wanted to come back because he felt he had, you know, another season left in him, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yes, it's been a rough year, but the whole damn team is having a rough year. So I, I'm just – I'm very disappointed, obviously, at the fact that the fans are, you know – acting the way they are towards Wainwright. Um, it's, yeah, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, and hopefully now that we've actually won some games kind of in a row and consecutively, maybe that'll be a spark that they need to maybe not necessarily turn it around for the season, but maybe just for themselves, because it seems like they're kind of running on fumes, so to speak. Exactly. And you're hoping for the sake of the Cardinals, you can tune in or you can get into the all-star break at maybe about 500, get there at 45 and 45 or something of that nature and, you know, regroup come time for the, for the off season, or I'm sorry, for the second half of the season, not the off season. We don't want them to be at the off season yet. We don't want the season to end early. Right. So now with all that said, Babs, it is time for the birthday gift you've wanted. And no, I am not talking about anything suggestive like that because this is partially a family show. Um, nevertheless, well, I'm going to have to try um, again. Exactly. <laughs> Folks, it is our pleasure to have on roundabout sports. Uh, Wildcat Chris Harris. He is a longtime professional wrestler making his debut back in 1994. Um, he is a six-time NWA World Tag Team Champion alongside James Storm when they became when they were America's Most Wanted. And no, I'm not talking about the FBI list. Um, and they took on teams such as the Disciples, the Naturals, Triple uh, X, Team 3D, and there was a time where they were managed by a Hall of Famer, Gail Kim. And as far and as they Chris were in Harris, the first ever six sides of steel, too. That's true as well. Um, he's been ranked in the top 50 of the PWI 500. And, you know, he was named Tag Team of the Year with James Storm. And honestly, it's just such a great pleasure to have him on. So, and let's, let's also not forget that he's also done work with WWE, um, Full Impact Pro as well as uh, WCW, you know, it, but it just runs the gamut. So, folks, it is a great pleasure to welcome to Roundabout Sports the Wildcat himself, Chris Harris. Hey, guys. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Well, what an introduction. Well, thank you. Thank you. It is a great pleasure to have you on, Chris. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Oh, it's a pleasure. And I guess I owe the birthday girl a big happy birthday. <laughs> is she frozen? Oh, yes. She might be frozen again. I hope um, it's not. It might be the Wi-Fi acting up again. See, I come on end. here, and she, I come on here, and she freezes. You scared, you scared her off. I, I don't know, man. I don't know what you did. Now, come on. Okay, so while she works back with that, um, like I said, welcome to the show. So the first thing I have to ask you, um, 
So you've been in the business for, it's pushing 30 years. I'm not trying to make you sound old. I'm just saying you've had a long, great wrestling career. First thing I want to ask is, you know, the professional wrestling industry, the business itself is a very taxing one physically and mentally. Um, What is one of the biggest things you've done to help keep you going for so long in this industry? Well, let's be clear. I haven't been in the ring that entire time. Uh, that's that's part of it. Um, I think I'd be in worse shape right now if I was still if I was still going in the ring. Um, no, man. I mean, I it, I just I had that big love. Um, I had the passion for the business. Um, I was one of those that loved it as a kid. So um, I wanted to devote my entire life to it and and made a career out of it. So. Um, you know, through the ups and downs, you know, there's been a lot of ups and there's been a lot of downs. And um, even during the downs, you know, I, I maybe because I stepped away for a little bit, um, I wasn't so much um, out there in the public eye and uh, just kind of, you know, I had to work on myself for a little bit. So, um, so I wasn't doing a whole lot, but over the past um, several years, you know, five, six, seven years, um, I've, uh, well, about the past five years, I've, I've kind of gotten back into it and uh, I'm doing a lot with my local promotion. Um, Barb's knows a lot about it, about that, uh, the NWF. Um, and that kind of got me refocused and uh, energized again. So um, it just brought that love back to me so I can um, help some of the younger generation and uh, not get in there and do it myself anymore. So it just uh, it really ignited me back. And I started, you know, I started watching a lot of it again and then started, uh, you know, picking up on, um, you know, conventions are big now. So I do a lot of signings, a lot of conventions, a lot of appearances, just uh, not in the ring. So I've, I've kind of found a, a whole new niche for myself uh, where I can still, still do my thing, but um, you know, not have to get beat up in the process. <laughs> right. And then if I remember correctly, the NWF, the Northern Wrestling Federation is located in Ohio. Is that correct? Yep. Cincinnati. Okay. In Cincinnati, Ohio. So where did kind of, how did the birth of the NWF um, come about? Um, well, I hope I get this story right. It, it, it kind of happened <laughs> um, about the same time I was in there. So um, I debuted in 94 and the NWF uh, started in 95. Uh, so there oh, was, wow. yeah. So um, I had done a few matches uh, up where I started my training, which was up in Marion, Ohio. Um, I had done a few uh, shows with, with those guys and, um, and, uh, you know, I stayed, I stayed traveling with that. But then when I found that I had a local promotion around here, um, you know, that wasn't until about 95. So um the, the short version is uh, uh, Northern Kentucky, which is just across the river from Cincinnati. Um, that was a, there was a spot that Smoky Mountain Wrestling ran. And um, I'm not sure the details of what happened, but Smoky Mountain wound up pulling out and they actually pulled out uh, the night of a show. So um, it was already advertised and, um, and there was a, I believe there was a training school Um uh, ours is called Bone Crushers. Now that might have been uh, that might have existed, uh, but they just uh, th all these guys kind of threw something together at the last minute uh, just to give the fans a, a, a wrestling show. And um, 
and it, that that's kind of the group that that stepped in when Smoky Mountain pulled out. Uh, that became the NWF, the Northern Wrestling Federation, and it's been going ever since. I mean, it's it's the we we like to say we're the 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 first, the last, and the best because you know promotions have I like that come and gone um, in the Cincinnati area, and you know there's still those that pop up um, still today, and um, you know try to try to work against us, but um, you know we've been around since '95. Um, we're still around. You know we still have um, Roger Ruffin is the head of that, and uh, man, he's got a great name in the business. He actually. Um, a lot of people may remember him in, uh, <clears throat> back in the late 80s, early 90s. He was a referee for the WWF. Um, Roger and, Ruffin was one of your trainers, correct? Yeah, yeah. Like one of the, so, one, yeah, one of the guys. So that I, got, I got started in 90, 94 uh, up in Marion, Ohio. But like I said, after uh, doing a few shows and, and starting to branch out a little bit, I, I realized that you know this was going on right in my hometown. And uh, once I saw that show – um, that they stepped into, I immediately got in contact with uh, the promoter. The promoter at the time, his name was Johnny Diamond, but Roger worked for him. And uh, boom, they just they they filled me right in. They uh, they they entered me into the program, and uh, I was I was wrestling in my hometown. So um, it was a few years later that Roger Ruffin actually purchased the NWF from uh, Johnny Diamond, and uh, he's been running. Uh, the Northern Wrestling Federation promotion we've run uh, in the tri-state area, um, anywhere in Kentucky, Ohio, uh, Indiana, and um, but we've also carried on with our Bone Crushers Training Center, and um, it's been a, I mean, it's it that's been a big success. We've had a lot of a lot of big names come out of there, um, but also you know just the, the just the newer generation. And since I've been hands-on lately, it's just it's just awesome to see some of these you know the these new kids, you know, the youngsters that have that fire in their eye and um, I can help, you know, lead them at least to, to the right spot and then doing the right thing. Um, so it's, it's been a huge success all the way around and we owe it all, all of it to Roger Ruff and he's kept this thing going for so long. And um, even though he's uh he's kind of a broken down old man and he'd, he'd say that himself. Um, so uh, I try to help out as much as I can. I try to um, do everything I can to take, take pressure and stress off of him. And so, uh, so I'm very hands-on with it now. You know, I wanted to promote the fact that um, this is your guys's next show. And you had mentioned about the bone crushers with training facility and everything. And you guys will be returning to bone crushers this Saturday um, on Vine street, Elmwood place in Ohio. Um, and I believe uh, the bell time, like, starts at 7:30 but the doors open at 6:30 and um general admission tickets are just $8 at the door for the day of the show um so and it seems you know very great local scene from the sound of it um and especially given the events you had just brought up to me and everybody else's attention so um yeah thank you so I much for for mentioning that that's that's great yeah i'm glad you had the graphic and everything man you're prepared um oh it's my yeah, that, pleasure man it's great yeah the the northern wrestling federation we uh we we we're usually working every week every weekend um but once in a while we do have uh we call it our future stars event and that is at, at bone crushers the the training center itself and while we have our main roster on the main shows 
uh, bone crushers is there for the the new new people, uh, the the new the students, the you know new stars, the future stars we call them, and that way they get to get some experience in front of a smaller crowd. And but they at least you know it's not in the training center where um, you know you don't you don't have any interaction with the people. So um, it gives them a chance to get in there and get in front of uh, some eyes, some people, and get reactions and. Uh, kind of get their feet wet with that, and then you know, we eventually we just move them up to the main roster. But yeah, that's our that's our event this weekend. So we're really looking forward to it. We haven't been back in Bone Crushers in in quite a while, so we're looking forward to it. Awesome. With that, I'm going to bring Babs back in on here. Hopefully, hey, she's got up? everything. Oh my she's god, gonna get my everything taken care of. of. Yeah, Babs, what are you what are you doing leaving me like that? I'm so sorry. The minute that he literally pressed the button for you to come on, my wife, I was like, nope, we're not doing it right now. It's <laughs> got to reset. Yeah, I mean, I show I do, up. I do the just first story of the show. She leaves. I'm sorry. I get you on, and then you she leaves. I know. See, so what I'm going to do now is I'm actually going to be behind the scenes. I'm going to be at the boards behind the scenes. And we're going to pray to the good Lord above that Babs Wi-Fi doesn't want to act up. If it does, I'll tag in. But Babs, for your birthday gift, it's you and your good buddy, Chris Harris. All right? So yeah. have at it, folks. Actually, I was just listening to you talking about Roger and NWF and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I remember those days where I was driving like six hours every weekend to come see you guys for like four years, I think it was. You've been a huge supporter of us for a long time. So and we we appreciate it. Uh, and uh, I, I, I said it before, you probably missed it, but I wanted to give you a big happy birthday. Thank and, you, sweetheart. Uh, and I you, appreciate uh, it. I love uh, I love the shirt. Uh, you're 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 sporting it great. Love I it. am, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, actually, I've known you for probably longer than I've known anybody in wrestling, probably because I met you in '99 when you and uh, Kurt Henning came into town for a wrestling event at like Evansville Coliseum. I believe it was. Yeah, I think that was that was 2001, though. I think one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, one. That's yeah. when we were around there. So yeah, that. But you were there. Um, you were there for a long time, over twenty years now. Long time, yeah. And then it just kind of progressed from Impact and going to like NWF every weekend. And now I kind of watch you guys from afar because, well, you know, travel's kind of tough these days. But yeah, yeah. I am so happy to see you, and I am so proud of you and everything that you're doing with NWF and Roger. And and I'm sure that he's just thrilled too. I hope so. I hope I don't drive him crazy, but my, uh, my, my, my whole goal is to take as much pressure off of him as I can and try to relieve a little bit of stress for him because he has been doing this a long time. So, you know, you can imagine he gets to the point where it's, he just gets burnt out. So, um, I'm glad I was able to kind of come along and, uh, hopefully be his right hand man, just, uh, help take care. I do a lot at the, the, the shows um, running around like crazy, and um, he tells me what he wants, and I go, um, I go tell tell the talent. So um, it's uh, he he's told me many times how much he appreciates it. So it's a it's a pretty pretty good deal going, and um, yeah, I'm just excited to be back. You know where I started. I mean, this is where I started was NWF. So it's it's great to be able to come full circle and start helping the new generation. Yeah, and actually, my my whole 
career, I guess, going to NWF shows started from a YouTube video. Actually, it was you and uh, Ryan Stone. I think that was the first uh, big feud I, I saw you guys go against. So that oh, wow. was fun okay. Yeah, a long yeah. time ago. That so, was a long time ago. Yeah, me and Ryan, we, we went at it a few times. Yeah, and they've always been awesome matches. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, what do you have going on? I, I think Jeremy promoted the, the show coming up on the first. Yeah, that was great. Uh, that's our next one coming up. It's uh, I, I told him that, you know, we hadn't been, uh, we've been so busy. We haven't had a future star show in a long time. So um, I'm glad that these, uh, the young guys are getting some more experience. I'm, I, I love uh, I love getting them some work every week. Um, I encourage them to, you know, once they get to a certain level to start branching out, get your name out there. So, um, you know, but th I, I want to be able to, you know, if we don't have a main roster show, I want to be able to have them at least get in the ring and, and do, you know, do some work and uh, get their reps, they call it. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that one. But then, yeah, we're um, we're busy, man, especially throughout the summer. We got a lot going on. Yes, you do. I think you've got Fan Fest coming up. I think you uh, announced in August 24th or 26th, one of those days. Um, that sounds right. Um, and that's in Hamilton, right? Or is that August, the BFW? August, uh, August no, no, no. We're, we're not there anymore. You're not in Hamilton anymore? Not in, not in Fairfield. Um, oh, Fairfield. That's right. Yeah, so yeah. the date is actually August 19th, and that that is that's our big event every year. Um Summer Sizzler, but now we do it in Covington, Kentucky. Oh, okay. We got That's a, we awesome. Got a, we got a building over there that we're at every month. So, um, and it's a it's a bigger building, so we can fill it up if we want, and usually make an all day thing about it. Uh, we don't have the outside ability. We used to do a lot outside uh, at the Fairfield events, um, a lot of booths, and um, you know the the wrestlers would mingle. We even had a dunking booth and you know, merchandise, you know, stuff like that. So, um, but we still try to have a, have it. that's why we call it the fan fest, you know, have an interaction with the fans and, um, you know, the wrestlers get out and get to meet them. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's our big event every year. And we're looking forward to it. Yeah. The countdown's on. We, um, we call it our road to, to Sizzler, you know, every, every, um, every event that we have right now builds towards that. So um, yeah, maybe I could talk you into coming down for that one. I, I was actually thinking about doing that. Yes, I, I've been thinking about coming to that show because I figured I might surprise you guys. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. How, how long has it yeah. been since you've been been around to one of our shows? Um, Let's see. I have, I was actually at the last, no, not last Fan Fest. I was at Fan Fest before COVID. Before, before COVID, COVID hit. Okay. So I think, I think either 18 or 19, because I think Amy was, Amy was like eight or nine when I brought her out there. So yeah, it's it's been it's been quite a while. So we were still in the Fairfield building then. Yes, you guys okay. were still in Fairfield for that. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. um we uh we're not at that building and it, we and and the NWF was there for a long time. That was one of our longest uh spans of being in one of our buildings, but um yeah, the building got bought out and I believe um I might may have this wrong, but I believe it was like a church group that bought it. And oh, okay. um, I, I'm not sure exactly what they do there, but um, I do know that they, you know, when we kind of talked about, you know, continuing the, the deal. Um, they were not interested because they were church going people and wrestling was the devil. So 
Um, <laughs> you go from one extreme to the other. No pun. Uh, we were we were out of there. So, <laughs> yeah, we lost. So we didn't get the um, re-sign at that building. So uh, we just started. Um, you know, we were still doing events elsewhere, and uh, we just took our, our biggest events. That's that's usually where we had the fan fest. Um, so we just mm -hmm. decided our, our next biggest was in Covington, Kentucky. So now it's a Northern Kentucky event. So, um, but yeah, we're That's still a doing theater, right? No, it's uh it's actually like a, uh, indoor baseball center. Okay. Um, okay. But, uh, you, know, you guys do shows at a theater too, though, right? Where's that at? There's a, in Ludlow. Um, Ludlow. It was, okay. It's called the Ludlow theater. Um, but it was, um, yeah, it, it actually uh, got taken over by a uh, circus group. Um, oh, wow. I don't know if people realize, but that's where wrestling came from was the circus. I mean. So, um, so it was a natural fit. But no, the actually the owner, um, he's been in there a while, but um, I'd known him. We went to the same high school together. Um, oh. And my stepmother works for him. So there was all a big connection there. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he wanted to start bringing events in. Uh, now it's uh, it's he's got his own brewery there, so it's called Berkus Brewery, Berkus Brewery, um, uh, kind of like a, a, a playoff circus and the beer. So, uh, but yeah, he has different events there, and they still do the the some circus acts there. Uh, but he's got his own brewery, brews his own beer, and um, yeah, we're there once a month. So yeah, that. But that's probably what you're thinking of, the Ludlow Theater yeah. is what it used to be called. Yeah, because I, I think I've seen pictures from the shows from there sometimes. And yeah. I, I thought that that was in Covington for some reason. But that's really sad The Fairfield's gone because uh, that's basically like one of the last original places that I saw you guys. Because I got to see the original Bone Crushers before you guys moved into the, the other building. And then Shimmers is now gone. So. Yeah. Uh, in, my, in my day, Peel's Palace was the place. I'm sure you've heard stories about that. That's oh, gone. Yeah. And then uh, the the ne next generation Shimmers was their big place. That's gone. Um, and now, yeah, Fairfield, a lot of memories there. And uh, we we you know, the building's still there, but we don't we don't have that anymore. So, yeah, uh, we just uh, hey, but NWF's still around. We keep trucking. I know, and I'm very very happy for that. And I I'm. I actually think I saw my first Thunderdome in Fairfield. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, so we, I, uh, I think, yeah, that's that, a big that's event. We still event. we still do that. Yeah, you probably did. Yeah. We always did bring the cage out for Thunderdome. Yep. What <laughs> else is going on with you? Anything? I just try to stay as busy as I can. I mean, I uh, we do training uh, twice a week. Um, I'm over, always over there with that, helping helping coach a lot of them. Um, you know, just helping, um, with whatever I can just, you know, I, I critique their matches and, um, we have some great coaches that actually do some drills with them. Um, but yeah, and then Roger and I kind of put the show together during those times. And, um, every, every Saturday we're, we're doing a show somewhere, sometimes on Fridays as well, sometimes on Sundays. Um, and then I'm just doing my own thing. Just, just, uh, keeping my name out there. I, um, I do, I still do appearances and I'll still do shows. Sometimes they'll bring me in and just do a, a signing, um, or, you know, maybe have me involved in, in a match somewhere. Um, Storm and I have done those plenty of times where he'll actually get in the ring and I'll be in his corner. 
Um, conventions became real big. So I do, I try to do a lot, a lot of those, um, which that, that's always fun because there's always a group of wrestlers that are there and you kind of get to, you know, see, see, see guys that you haven't seen in a long time. So, um, that's always fun. I love those. Oh yeah. And I've, I've made some great friends, uh, doing that. I've, I've done so many, I've done a handful of conventions with Jake the snake and, um, got, you know, actually, you know, got to talk to him several times and then, uh, we exchanged numbers at, at some point and uh, to keep in touch. And then he was in Cincinnati just last night because uh, he's doing oh, wow. his uh, he's doing a stand up uh, show. Um, I, I'm not sure what he calls it, but um, kind of like a stand up. Basically, he just tells stories and makes you laugh. And uh, he he had done that before in Cincinnati and uh, he did. it. He came back this time. And so I got in touch with him and. He told me, yeah, I'm in town. And uh, so I came up and we got to hang out a little bit and I got to watch a show. So, yeah, I mean, it's just great seeing those guys. And I mean, I, I as a kid, I never would have thought I'd be friends with Jake the Snake Roberts. I mean, it's crazy. So, uh, so yeah, it's been really cool. And then um, I'm still doing some stuff with Impact. Um, uh, just last year, I'm not sure if you were uh, keeping up with it, but uh, just last year, I kind of made one last little run there. Uh, Storm and I yeah. were I yeah, did we, see that. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, we showed up at Slammiversary as a surprise. And uh, then we worked about uh, the next uh, four, five, six weeks building up for another match, and we did a 10-man. So I actually, they actually talked me into getting back in the ring with that. So that was that was kind of fun. It was, it was cool to – because the story kind of led to where, you know, that I was pulled back in the ring. I, I shouldn't have been back – shouldn't have been in the ring, but they pulled me back in, and – and hell, it's a ten man, so I can't ask to be better protected than that. So, um, so we did a we did a ten man tag, and it was it was great. And I I remember thinking then, you know, if this is if this is my last one, um, I couldn't go out any better because it's going out with that company, it's going out with Storm by my side. So that was really cool. So, um, but yeah, I just, as it uh, should I just, be, I think. Yeah, yeah, and I just got back from an Atlanta trip. I was uh, at their TV uh, this past weekend. Um, helping out be behind the scenes. So yeah, a lot of things going on. I'm still trying to stay busy and um, it's just great. Um, yeah. I just feel good about it. I'm, I'm my, my head's back in the game and um, it's like, I, it's like I, I'm rejuvenated. I always thought that, you know, the, the, it's hard to explain that you hear guys talk about the rush of being in the, the ring and the adrenaline and just the feeling you get with the interaction with the fans and uh, being able to go out and perform and, and just have that satisfaction of, of, you know, the goal that you set out for and, and you come back and you're just like that, that was awesome. That felt great. I just never thought I could have that feeling again, if I'm not actually doing it myself and being a part of the NWF and, um, you know, being a part of uh, impact. Um, it's like, I can still help out. And I've, like I said, I've kind of got that desire back to where, um, I, I, I kind of give it to the, this newer generation and um, I can give back and helping them put it, put things together and then seeing them go out and then seeing the satisfaction on their face and the crowd reactions that they get. It is fulfilling to me. It, it, it does give me that rush and, and gives me that fulfilling feeling that I never thought I'd have again. So uh, I kind of live through those guys and it's, it's great. Well, are there any of those uh, young kids that you keep talking about that we should keep our eyes peeled for in the future? 
Well, one of the closest I'm with, and he's he's far from a kid anymore, but uh, he's been getting his name out there for the past couple of years. Do you remember Lord Crew? I do. Yeah, he's been he's been doing great on the indie scene, and uh, you know I, I think it's just a matter of time before he gets his big break. So um, I'm I'm really proud of him, and um, you know he's so busy he's not even really around the NWF that much. Maybe you know pops in when he when he doesn't have anything, but. Yeah, he's doing a lot. I mean, he's doing uh, some TV deals that, you know, I don't know all the details back with, but um, he's got a lot going on. He's staying busy. You know, he's got promoters that are flying him around. So, yeah, wow. he's uh, he's really getting his name out there. I just think it's a, a matter of time before somebody, you know, whether it's Impact or AEW or, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, just, you know, once they see what this guy can do, I think it's he's, he's ready to take off. And then um, – Jordan Clearwater. I don't know if you remember him. You know, he's, I do, he's, yeah. doing, he's, he's doing great things in the NWA right now. So proud of that kid. Um, just when I watch, you know, when the, whenever things get posted, and I see some of his promos or his matches. It's just like, it, it just, it's so awesome to see the progression that he has done. Um, but now, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a, I mean, we got a lot of potentials that, that are going on right now. Um, I just can't wait Jordan to see Clearwater. what him, him getting really excited that we were singing his theme song at, at Bone Crushers one time. That will, that will never forgive my mind ever. We started singing his song, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, they're singing it! That must mean I'm over." <laughs> <laughs> it was so. Yeah, great. I can see him doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all. That's always fun. So. But uh, I'm going to actually let you get off of here and I'm going to get off of here as well. So my Wi-Fi doesn't uh, die soon. So, but I appreciate you joining me and no, I will uh, talk to you yeah. soon. Yes. Thank you, Chris. It's been a pleasure being on. And before you go, hang on, before you go, tell the fans where they can find you on social and where they can find out more about the NWF. Uh, my uh it's best in my Twitter. It's at AMW Wildcat, or you can get me on Instagram. That's at AMW Wildcat Chris Harris. Um, and I'm, right. I do, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm available for bookings, for, for signings, appearances, um, anything like that. So yeah, I still, uh, still like to get out there and have some fun. And um, we'll if put I can... some links on the Facebook page for you. That's great. That's Absolutely. great. I, I appreciate that. And thank you for, uh, promoting the event, uh, we have, um, yeah, we have events all throughout the summer. So, um, and I will come, be uh, in, I will be a fan fest. You have my word, right well, here, right now. Yep, you just said it on here, so we got witnesses. So, yep, August nineteenth, witnesses. witnesses. So I'll <laughs> sign the contract on Monday. <laughs> Sounds great. Alrighty. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. And Thank Barb, you have, so have much. a happy birthday. Thank you so much for coming on for me. It's so great to see you, and I'll be in touch with you soon. That sounds great. Hope to see you guys soon. Thank you, mate. Nice Take care. Wildcat Chris Harris on Roundabout Sports, everybody. Have a good night. All righty. What an absolute pleasure it was having him on. Safe to say you've had a pretty good birthday now. Yeah, that was awesome. And I'm so thankful for him for coming on and chatting with us and getting out the, the good word of NWF because they are an amazing group of people. I have never met oh, anybody. Oh, oh, my gosh. So awesome. Uh, Roger and his wife both have treated me nothing but amazing every time I go out there to see him. 
So if you guys are in the Cincinnati area on July 1st, please go see that show and you will not be disappointed. Please go see yep, the that show. That is the NWF Future Star Show at Bone Crushers on Saturday, July 1st at 6105 Vine Street in Elmwood Place, Ohio. Um, tickets are only $8 at the door. Um, doors open at 6.30 um, Eastern, and the bell time is 7.30 Eastern time. So you definitely want to head out and show your support for your local wrestling promotions. And yes, Babs, before we close, as always, folks, uh, we're going to wrap it up here this evening on another amazing edition of Roundabout Sports. Um, as always, we post the NAMI hotline at the end of every show, call 1-800-950-NAMI. That is 1-800-950-NAMI. It's the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Um, it is the largest nonprofit organization as a grassroots group um, for family members of people diagnosed with mental illness. It has been around since 1979, and the line is always available. And, of course... I cannot stress it enough. Um, the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. And it is open. It's, you just have to dial 988. It is available 24-7, 365, 366 on leap years. Understand that you're never alone in this world and you are so loved. And there's always somebody out there who cares about you, who wants to be that there for you. And you the help that you may need is just a phone call or a text message away. And you could also be that person to be there for somebody else. So let's all keep going together and keep the world spinning around. Um, once again, happy birthday, Babs. Thank you so Thank much you. folks for tuning in this week to an amazing episode of roundabout sports. And of course, Tyler Cooley. Thank you, Tyler. Wants, Tyler wants to face me off in a match one day. I saw um, maybe the guest referee. Yeah, I mean, we'll. Yeah, I was gonna say we'll we'll get. Or I could be the designated of. bell ringer. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll do whatever. But I got him covered. So, all righty, folks. As always, I'm the Maestro Jeremy Carp, and she's Babs. And life is a book full of empty pages just waiting to be written in. Make your lives worth reading.